Judy Harmon. Dory Evans. Zelda the Waitress. Polaris. Darkstar. Terry Sue Bottoms. Could you say that one again? Terry Sue <clears throat> Bottoms. Moon Dragon. Cloud. Infectia. Opal Tanaka. Rogue. Annie the Nurse. Mystique. Kitty Pride. These are the beards of Robert Drake. Hello, everybody. It is episode 131 of CBQ Legacy. That is comic book queers if you're not in the know. But of course you're in the know because you're listening. I'm Evil Jeff, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Brett. Hi, Evil Jeff. Ah, today is um, a gay day. We are continuing our gay icon series. And this time, this is our first actual... uh, no, 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 we did North Star. Um, this is yeah. a recently outed gay character known as, who is it, Brett? Iceman! Iceman! Iceman is gay. He's super gay now. He wasn't gay before, but now he's gay. But he was kind of coded gay throughout his comic well, that's book the thing. When you read stuff, you're kind of like, I think we could probably take any character. Oh, yeah. And look back and be like, oh, yeah, you were gay. Like oh, Storm, totally. like Storm Cyclops. and Yukio, like you'd be like, oh. mm, gay, lesbian. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. <clears throat> Stevie Hunter, look at the lesbian. I mean, <laughs> it's this Hunter. game of this Stevie game Hunter of context. Was totally molesting Kitty Pride. Oh, totally. Classes. It's this game of context. It's like how we go back to all of Moira's past scenes and are like, oh, 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 yeah. Moira. Yeah. So we're gonna do it with Bobby Drake. Um, Bobby Drake, Iceman, he was always kind of like, he's technically the youngest of the original five, right? Yep, yep. And he's always known as like, he's like the class clown. Yeah. Like that was his M.O. Always hiding behind jokes. Um, hiding behind a thick layer. Yeah, yeah. Who also, everyone thought he was gay as well and friends. Again, they could all be gay, but Iceman is gay. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Iceman, um, kind of his history as a character, uh, little odd moments that kind of support <laughs> this. He was gay the whole time narrative, uh, little little things that could seem like coding here and there. And I can't wait to dive in. But first, Evil Jeff, um, yes. I've got a hot topic of sorts. Um, we are participating in something that we're very proud of and i'd like to take this time to tell our listening audience about it and hope that they can participate too so uh 
us along with five other quality podcasts, including X Reads, X's for Podcast, uh, the podcast that goes snicked, the Cerebros, and Homo Superior. We are all going to chip in uh, and try to raise funds for um, the Book Industry Charitable Foundation, specifically their Comic Book United Fund, in order to fundraise support uh, for comic book shops and comic book shop owners that are suffering during this um, pandemic dry period. Um, so us and all of the other podcasts, we are going to be offering some incentives at four different levels of donation um, where we're asking people to submit a donation uh, to the BIC Foundation. Um, then we're asking you, if you do donate, when you do donate, to take a screenshot of the receipt and forward that email, that confirmation to our email address, which I'll give you in a little bit. Uh, and we are going to uh, give away incentives at the following tier levels um, in the following ways. Evil Jeff, are you ready? Yes. What is it? So this is this the- is what people are going to get for donating. So um, if somebody donates $5 and sends that confirmation over our way, we will give them a social media shout out on our Twitter profile. So and who we'll- doesn't have $5? Who doesn't have $5 and who doesn't like attention on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. So anything, so that's anything five dollars, um, maybe slightly more, twenty five dollars. If you donate twenty five dollars, we will give you an on air shout out. We will mention you by name, probably something about you on air as well, um, and that social media shout out I was just talking about. You'll get both those things for donating at the twenty five dollar level. Ooh! But, but listen, you probably want to consider donating at. The $50 level, because at $50, what we're going to do is ask you to record an intro to this show, send it our way, and we will use it as our introductory segment on an upcoming episode. So that is your voice on our show introducing us. And who wouldn't want to do that? That sounds amazing. I want that opportunity. Well, then you might want this next opportunity where if you donate anything $100 and over, we're going to get you on the show. We're going to create a little segment that you can participate in, something fun, something gamey, and I don't mean tough like meat, I mean fun like game show, where we're going to arrange for you to be on the air as maybe a contestant on a game show segment that Evil Jeff and I will concoct Mm-hmm. All right. So $5 social media, $25 on air mention, $50 recording intro to the show, and a $100 be on this show. Those are our four tiers of incentive. So again, Brett, there is a fifth tier, though. What? For um, the $2,000 level donation, uh-huh. we will we will DM you um, our dick pics. Our dick pics. <laughs> $2,000, you get to see our dicks. How yeah. about that? Yeah. All for comic books. Yes. So again, that is the comic book industry. I'm sorry. That is the Book Industry Charitable Foundation. Um, that is the charity that all of the comic book creators, when we were doing the hashtag uh, creators for comics uh, fundraisers online, uh, that's where all that money went. So we're going to continue to give money to that foundation, um, the Book Industry Charitable Foundation, specifically the Comic Book United Fund. Look them up online, make a donation, send us your confirmation, and we will give you one of those incentives. Now, the email to send your confirmation to 
is CBQ Brett. It is the initials of the show and the first name of one of your hosts, CBQ Brett at gmail.com. You could also, if you're on Twitter, send us the confirmation screen capture um, on our DMs, in our DMs, and you can find us at Comic Book Queers. Either email or Twitter works. Okay, that is it for the business. On to the ice. Mm, ice, ice, baby. Um, that's the thing is Iceman has a lot of uh gayness throughout. It's like, and that's the thing is once you start examining his relationships, you're just like, oh, but before we get into the comic book world, I want to talk about movie Iceman. Oh, Aaron Ashmore. Oh, Sean Ashmore. Sean Ashmore. Uh, he's a twin, right? There's two of them. Yeah, Aaron is his twin. Sean is the one who played Bobby. Because speaking of gay things, there was always rumors that Brian Singer um, casting couched the twins. Interesting. To get them their part. Like he was living with Brian Singer for like a short while. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So in a weird way, Brian Singer yeah. knew that Iceman was gay. <laughs> I think, like, he created it <laughs> inadvertently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck. Isn't it weird that Brian Singer is, like, every time you go back to look at all these fun old X-Men movies, you're like, oh, it's Brian Singer. Ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, you know, Brian Singer, well, in X2, Brian Singer did create that scene of Bobby Drake returning home to his parents with the kind of homosexual oh, yeah, the coming out yeah the, the coming, coming out, out as a mutant you know, have you tried not being a mutant have you tried aka have you tried kissing girls <laughs> yeah um, so even then Iceman equated with homosexuality but that was Brian Singer so bleh, bleh. and speaking of Brian's this is all dedicated to Brett's favorite writer uh, Brian Michael Bendis, he's the Boo. one that decided to make Iceman a homosexual. And I will say, I reread these coming out scenes, and I do feel that they are very well done. Yes, I do too. I also didn't realize it was like a while before he came out. Like the the all new, it was like all new X-Men 40. So I was like, yeah. oh shit, that's like two, oh, that's like what, almost two years after and let's not forget, in those two years, Bobby and Kitty were a couple. So yeah. young Iceman was watching Bobby Drake make out with Kitty Pride. Yeah, it's fucked up. And it was when Bobby was like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. I'm, get- I'm hooking up with the hot headmistress. And then Kitty left to go be with Star-Lord. Yeah. And iliana took over as kind of their their boss and Iceman was like oh she's so hot yeah, and that's and when gene goes to my Iceman theory number one i don't know if i'll have number one i don't know if i'll have anymore but <laughs> my theory is Iceman <laughs> is a gold star gay do you know what Absolutely. a gold star gay is brett yes i am one me too it means you have never had sex with a woman Iceman has had a lot of girlfriends. I guarantee you he has never fucked any of them. And I will even go into the Iceman solo where he has a kid and I will even address that as well. Yeah. Because I think it's still, that theory still tracks. There's a line in it where I'm like, oh, fuck. 
Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, before we get there, let's back up. Let's I found start at the beginning. Yeah, so we're talking original X-Men. I mean, let's talk about the fact that Bobby Drake hid behind a thick layer of snow and ice that just he was a walking snowman. Like, yeah. Not even allowing himself to be seen. Yeah. It was to hide his boners around Angel. Yeah. I also learned that Bobby Drake was the first of the original five to meet up with another Marvel hero. He was the first O5 member to like team up is with, he, a, with a What's the one with Iceman and Human Torch? Is that yes. the same is that him? Yes, Strange Tales, Volume 1, Number 20, where Iceman has an adventure with the Human Torch, where Iceman is hitting on the Human Torch's girlfriend. Oh. And is he called Bobby, or is it just Iceman? Like, do we even... Ooh, I don't know. Um, It is just Iceman, I believe. Okay. Um, The reason I think it's significant... Well, first of all, uh, Dory... That's our Dory Evans from our opening list. Uh, was the woman dating the Human Torch who Iceman was um, hitting on, quote-unquote. But I wanted to point out that the fact that Iceman and the Human Torch were the first kind of Fantastic Four X-Men couple is interesting because, Evil Jeff, I don't know if you know this, that Johnny Storm is bisexual. It is canon. What? When? And do you know who... Do you when? Know- when did that happen? Do you know who? Do you know who Johnny Storm has had sex with? If you read this scene, you're like, "Oh my god, they've totally fucked." Who? Dakin. What? When? It is in Dakin Dark Wolverine number four. Johnny and Dakin are in a locker room together, or some sort of lockerish room, and they talked about spending the night together. What? Yes. <coughs> what? So I've looked this up, too. Johnny Storm has made several comments on occasion about... It's typically with an alien. Um, He'll only that, be gay for aliens? Or Yeah, well, like, an alien, and, like, they have 18 different genders in that species, and let's just say, blah, blah, blah. Um, and other comments like that, his relationship with Peter Parker seems a little coded at times. So anyway, I just thought it was interesting. And yes... You must seek out these panels of Dakin and Johnny Storm. It's really something. But you're saying it's canon. Has there been any interviews about this? Like, has anyone ever said he is bisexual or is it still? Marjorie um... Liu. Marjorie Liu is the only person. (laughs) And she's the one who, she wrote Dark Wolverine. Yeah. Yes. She said they fucked. Oh my God. Marjorie Liu. Well, I'm going to get into Marjorie Marjorie Liu. Liu. Where is, what is Marjorie Liu doing right now? I don't know. Because I was reading stuff and I'm like, oh, I miss her. She's good. Fuck. We don't know. Which episode, which issue is it? Dark Wolverine, which one? I want to say number four. It's a it's a limited series. It's a four issue series. All right. I need to read that. I'm looking at it right now. Um, it's you're weird. being very quiet. I'm, I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm tra- really, I am. I'm trying to find it. Uh, it's weird. The Dark Wolverine. That I'm starts, reading it to you. It starts with issue. Oh, that's what you're reading? Oh, okay. Yes. Go, go for it. Go for it. Dakin, you're being very quiet. And then Dakin says, I'm sorry, Johnny. Really, I am. And Johnny says, when I thought you had died, I was sorry. More sorry than you know. I felt terrible I wasn't there for you. 
Dakin turns around. He's wearing a Fantastic Four t-shirt, by the way. Thank you. I have a confession. I had another reason for coming here. I need help with something. I figured as much. I didn't know how to ask, Johnny says. So ask. It's not hard. Even for a dead man. And and then they rub their bulges yeah. together. I mean, Dakin is getting dressed in front of Johnny, and Johnny is sitting on Dakin's bed. What? So it's like post-coitus? Yeah. What? Why do I not know this? Yeah. <clears throat> That's crazy. Yep. It's crazy. Plus the whole Johnny Storm, like, wearing nothing but an apron in underwear, like, making breakfast for Peter Parker before he goes to work. I don't remember that either. Johnny Storm. Also, your name yeah. is Johnny Storm. That is the gayest name. Gayest name I ever. Think if you still go by Johnny and you're an adult man, you're a homosexual. Oh, yeah. But, you know, but fuck fire. We're talking about ice. Ice. Ice man. Let's go through. What are the clues that we, what is your first clue that you kind of saw? Um, I think my first clue was in Defenders. Oh, mine is a little bit before. Earlier? <laughs> yeah, I yours? read the Polaris, the introduction of Polaris and Havoc as a couple. Mm-hmm. And that's where you first start getting this realization that Iceman, he can never stick the landing when it comes to a girl. In it, he ba- there's a scene where Lorna and Havoc are now together. Like the X-Men go off on a mission and, and Polaris and Havoc stay behind at the mansion. And by the time they come back, like they've fucked. Like they're together. And Iceman yeah. shoots a thing at Havoc and he's just like, what are you doing? That's my girl. And then he's like, um, you weren't together. What are you talking about? And then Polaris is like, I'm not. What do you mean? Like, you don't own me. <laughs> and then he's just <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I guess I'm I'm sorry. I'm just hot. Even though I have ice. My powers are ice. I'm hot headed. Like there's some like mm. stupid line. Mm-hmm. But it's this thing of like. He, even though he said that he liked her and says that he's in love with her, he never did anything about it. Never did, never made a move. And everything he does is just a very overt, everything's like, oh, you're a girl and I like you. But he never actually, it's all for show. It's theater. Yeah. But things get really weird, which you were about to bring up when it comes to when he joins the Defenders. This is around like 83 Oh, I would even say, well, he joined, but I think um, it's even like around 132 to 136. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the year. This is like Oh, the year. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. With the introduction of a new character called Cloud. Cloud. Worst character ever. Worst character ever. Um, She turns into a cloud, and I I say she uh, lightly, because Cloud's whole deal was that, let's just go with they, Cloud... Um, they're genderless or they're able to switch genders. And that's the thing is I'm not going to say they're non-binary or anything like that because that would do a disservice for non-binary people. The reason for cloud switching genders is the most transphobic, homophobic bullshit I have ever heard in my life, Brett. Oh, yeah. You want to elucidate? Okay, so in this, Cloud, Iceman is constantly hitting on Cloud. But Cloud is super into who? Moondragon. Moondragon, but that might be because of a spell. It's because of a spell? Or that might be because of psychic interference, but anyway. Oh, right, 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 right. 
But anyway, so Moondragon at this point, closeted lesbian. Lesbian, hello. Iceman, closeted gay guy. So a closeted gay guy is hitting on this genderless. Well, right now they think he thinks it's only that they are only a woman. But but the whole time Cloud is like, ooh, but Moondragon, Moondragon, come on, mm. baby. Come on, uh. baby, Moondragon. I care about ooh. you, Moondragon. And then she's having dreams and she's like, but I have these feelings for Moondragon. I can't feel this because I'm a woman. So what does she do? She turns into a man. Cloud turns into a man because that's the only way it will be okay for her to have feelings for Moondragon. How is this in a comic book? Ugh. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Bobby Drake and Cloud um, purport to have feelings for one another. And when Cloud becomes a man, well, Bobby has quite a reaction. He has the mo- the worst reaction of anyone. Like even, uh, what's her name? Is it uh, Valkyrie? Is that who's the... Yeah, yeah. Even Valkyrie's like, what's your problem? What's the big <laughs> deal? <laughs> But he's just like, ew, he's I like, don't know. No, I cannot. He's just like, I don't know. What are you, you little freak? What are you? Ugh. I can't do this. This is gross. He yeah. says it so many times. This is gross. There's even one where she turns back to a woman. He's like, I want to be there for you. And then they turn into a man. It's like, do, will you be there for me? And then he's like, I, oh. I can't do this. And he like runs oh, out. I can't. So dramatic. So and it's creamy. so like thou doth protest too much. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of protesting too much in Iceman's life. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want anyone to know because what does he really want? Once he saw the cloud could turn into a dude, he was like, fuck, that's what I really want. Oh, and cloud kind of looks like Angel a little bit. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> craziness craziness Crazy. oh um, my god we so there are some other women in Iceman's life uh, the women we named in the beginning Judy Harmon is who Iceman was on a date with when his powers first manifested by the way what did you what, why did that happen I did not read it uh, in X-Men I want to say in the like original run in like X-Men 40 something, I think they go back and they flash back to kind of Bobby's origin story. And he was on a date with Judy Harmon and he was attacked by um, a, a rival for Judy's heart or a bully at school, really. And the bully's gang. Um, and when, and, oh, the bully tried to force himself upon Judy. And when he did, Iceman's powers kicked in and he froze them all. Right. Uh, Dory Evans is who Human Torch was dating, who Iceman went after when he probably really wanted the torch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a woman who Iceman dated quite a bit, actually. Zelda the Waitress, who in the later, like before Polaris, um, Iceman and Hank would go on double dates with Zelda and, and Zelda's friend, who Hank was dating. This was um, before Blue Hank. This is, he's still... This is before Blue Hank and... In the middle of dating Zelda, technically, thanks to Bendis' run, do you know who Bobby dated in between? Who? Romeo! Oh, right, right, right. Oh, technically, this is when he went yeah. to the future. So, and technically, out. technically, Bobby's, Bobby dated Judy Harmon, then Dory Evans, then Zelda the Waitress, then Romeo, then Zelda the Waitress, then quote-unquote Polaris. 
But here it is. I think this is uh, like clue number two. After Zelda the Waitress and before Polaris, if that's when he left and came back, you have to remember, here's a person that lived out and proud and then came back with full psychic blockage. So I think that like doubled down on his... Self-loathing. His self-loathing. Because there was deep down in his subconscious, there was the memories of him totally getting blowjobs from Romeo. Yeah, being in love. And Romeo Romeo was an asshole. Oh my God, he ghosted him. He fucking just ghosts him. Just because it was because of the war, right? Yes, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Then there's... Before we move on, we must get to Bobby Drake's short-lived girlfriend, Terry Sue Bottoms. Wait, oh, what about Dark Star? Oh yeah, Dark Star. But Dark Star was just like he just like says that's like, things early. To, yeah, he just like says things to her, and then she just dates somebody else. Yeah, and she's like, "No, you're gay." <laughs> yeah, she's I'm like, not. she's like, "Beat it, fag! I'm Dark Star." Right. She's like, "I'm Russian. I see right through you." <laughs> So, uh, Dark Who Star... Who the fuck is... Okay, go ahead. Wait, go ahead. <laughs> so, Iceman uh, met Terry Sue Bottoms <laughs> and uh, just some lady and decided that it would be a great date to take her to her friend, Ange- his friend Angel's chateau, ski chalet, Chateau Worthington. With Candy. Um, is Candy involved in this point? Yes, Candy and Angel are there as well. But after the night was over, she was Terry Sue Tops. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to taste a little candy, if you know what I'm saying. Um, as Candy went southern. <laughs> um, oh, God. So they're attacked by Master Mold. Oh, no. And Candy and Terry Sue Bottoms um, ran upstairs while Angel and Iceman fought um, Master Mold. Uh, not long after that, Terry and Bobby went on a date to a nearby circus, which turned out to be the Circus of Crime. Um, Terry went to get the cops. Iceman fought the Circus of Crime with the help of The Thing and Giant Man. Um, by the time Terry returned with the police, the battle was over. They had a circle um, jerk. <laughs> they had a circle jerk. And how about this? Terry, no idea. Bobby is Iceman this whole time. What a dumb bitch. Also, no idea he's gay. <laughs> what a dumb bitch. Totally clueless in every respect. Terry Sue Bottoms. Terry, Terry Sue Bottoms. Terry Sue Bottoms. Um, you put Moondragon down there. Is that part of the spell where everyone was into Moondragon? Yes, yes. Bobby was convinced that he was in love with Moondragon for a spell before the cloud stuff. That's once spell, again, psychic, always yeah. go... go Safety net. If you're gay and you don't want people to know, go hook up with a lesbian. Go hook up with a lesbian. Um, So that was his defenders. Dark Star, Terry Sue Bottoms, Moondragon, kind of, and Cloud. Lord. Cloud really must have fucked him up. Yeah. Then we go into X-Factor. Who's Infectia? Infectia is the reason Hank McCoy turned blue again. Ah. Infectia was a mutant who um, would poison you with her kiss and you would turn into um, one of her antibodies, which was like these little monsters. So her kiss turned you into a monster. And Iceman was dating her for a few issues. But little did he know, she just wanted to turn him into an antibody. Did she do it to him? 
she went to kiss him and Hank jumped in front of the kiss and took the kiss for Oh, because Bobby. he knew? Did he like know? Yes. What? Oh. But he secretly, Hank, he did confess to Hank that he was gay. And so he was like seeing the kiss and he's like, <laughs> Bobby doesn't want that. No. <laughs> yeah. And that led um, to Hank, um, I think, being dumb for a while. But being super strong and then turning blue. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so he's like, so Hulk. that was in. F- yeah. Yes. Exactly. Me and every time beast. he used his super strength, he got dumber. You gay. But meanwhile, Bobby's like, I don't care. I didn't want to kiss a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he fuck no, he did not. Then we meet Opal Tanaka. Opal Tanaka. I read this whole thing of their relationship. It really made me, me uh, I just remembered there's a period where it's uh, af- before the new X-Men run starts and after Extinction Agenda, there's like a really fun run of Will's Portacio. How do you say his name? Portacio? Portacio. Yep. Where it's all his art. Yeah. It's- Storm on the cover, right? No, Great that's the X-Men. No, up. I'm talking about X-Factor. Oh. Before X-Factor oh, 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 turns into yes. Peter David and the yes. Lorna Havoc run, before they all join the X-Men, and after like Extinction Agenda, there's this whole run of Will's Portacio X-Factor. And most of it has to do with Iceman and Opal Tanaka and her... Um, I forget what the guy's name is. Oh, I read it. I just read it last night and I can't remember. Like she has like another boyfriend that's a mutant. That's yeah. That it's like, a, yeah. Hero, hero, hero that they're fighting over each other. Um, but anyway, I read like their first, first of all, he is babysitting Christopher and it's in this little helicopter. Oh my God. It's in this little helicopter uh, um, stroller. And he goes into this oh. store and that's where he first meets her. And he's just like, who is that pretty woman? And <laughs> Oh, that's so gay. Oh, who's that girl? She bet she has big <laughs> boobs. I'm going to ask her out. No one's going to know. Anyway, so they both kind of like, she's kind of like, everyone's kind of fanboying over him for being a superhero except for her. And he kind of likes that. So then he's like, let's go for dinner. And then she's kind of like, or he could just come back to my loft. What? So he goes back to the loft and there is kind of like an insinuation that they had sex. But then as he goes to leave, she's like, oh, don't forget the baby. <laughs> like he, she literally says, don't forget the baby. And then he's like, oh, right. And then like the little stroller. So then I'm like, the fucking baby has been there the whole goddamn time. And it's like two issues later or something. And it's like, oh, the baby's like fucking Cable is still there. So technically Cable as a baby witnessed the sexual Opal. failures of Iceman yeah. trying yeah. to have sex with Opal and yeah. not being able to do it. Incredible. And that's the interesting thing is reading through this. I read through the X Factor run and then he she comes back right after he joins the Uncanny X-Men to the point yep. where she leaves him. And so do you know why they break up, Brett? Isn't it because she feels 
like it took an emergency for him to even call her. Yeah, he won't ever yeah. call her. And every yeah. time they try to hang out, he's like, "Oh, there's uh there's bad oh, guys got to go." Guys. Gotta go. So he's always running off. He won't give her the fucking time of day. Also, I want to bring up real quick. Um, Cena has this thing. Uh, what Grace is it? Grace Cena is that how you say his name? Cena Grace. Cena Grace. Grace Cena. What the fuck am I doing? Cena Grace uh, had this thing where anytime Iceman went to visit his parents they would just be horribly attacked where I was like, if I were his dad, I would be like, I don't like you either. <laughs> Please go away. <laughs> like stay away from me. But that kind of reflected back where then uh, they, go- he goes to introduce Opal to the dad. And the yeah. dad is yeah. so insanely racist, racist to her. He's just like, I can't believe you brought an Oriental here. And I can't believe, like, what you two are doing is disgusting. And I'm like, what? Holy fuck. Like, who? Who? Like, really? Who, who has this reaction? <laughs> it's So crazy. Bobby's parents, Bobby's parents, add that to the reason, reason why reason Marvel outed Bobby. Yeah, yeah, fuck. They fucked him up royally. Bobby's parents are so fucked up. I forgot. That there was a time where, um, I think, was it Bastion or um, Great and Creed put, like, goons beat up Bobby's father for, like, being speaking out pro-mutant? Like, didn't, there was an era where, like, Bobby's father started speaking out for mutants, and they put him in the hospital for it. And then he was like, fuck those mutants. And then, <laughs> and then he was like, fuck, I'm never doing that again. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Yeah, so his we parents have fucked him up. Fucked him up. And um, so so the next time I think we see him and his parents is when he brings Rogue. Uh-huh. Now, I want to talk about this. Yeah. Well, so this no, happens- no, 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 no. We need to then, we have to, we need to talk about Emma Frost first. Then. No, I was going to say, this happens right after Emma Frost takes over Bobby's body. And uses powers he never knew he had. And that also is a thing where Bobby's powers are always deemed kind of out of control. He Like in X-Factor, he oh, has to wear yes. a belt. There are always things where his powers, he can't control them. And I think that's reason number five or whatever we're on yep. now. Wherever we're on. <laughs> Is that his power, the same way he's suppressing his sexuality, he's suppressing his powers. And I was reading up on all of the things he was doing with his powers and all the different ways his powers evolved over time. And I do think that they are directly linked to his homosexuality. Absolutely. And so Emma Frost. the biggest thing that happens, besides him having to wear a belt to regulate his ice powers... Emma Frost takes over. She has been in a coma after the Hellions were killed by Fitzroy. And she wakes up, doesn't know what's going on, and possesses Iceman's body. She ends up looking like Danger. Doesn't she look like Danger? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, character in Danger. ice form. Yeah. Um, in ice form. She ends up taking over Iceman's body and does things like disintegrating into a lake and then reemerging three miles away instantaneously. Like she's doing things with her pat with Iceman's powers 
that he has ne- never been able to do. Like also not just using ice, like turning into steam, into water, like just completely controlling moisture. Getting shot and not dying. Yeah. Like getting shot and having – they get they blow a hole in her chest and it completely yeah. unfazes her. And then ice that will happen to Iceman later, getting shot in the same way, and he will be too afraid to revert back to human form. Which then I would need to – we need to Even talk about – she did it with no problem. We need to talk about then – uh his did you read the issue of him confronting like kidnapping emma frost oh yes oh yes he fucking kidnaps her and um and uh he's basically like you need to fucking teach me and she's like you need to fucking do it yourself you need to figure it out yourself and this is we do need to go back to uh uh cena grace his one line reference we're in the Emma Frost ep- issue of Iceman later on, where he's like, with all of that going on, he's like, thank you for not ever outing me. And now I know why. It's because your brother is gay. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I knew you had so much going on. I felt like I didn't need to bring that up. So I love looking back and reading all of that, knowing that both of them know that she knows that he's yeah. gay. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, uh, 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 but you need to just help me with my powers. And she uh, finally gets him and she's like, just fucking turn back to human and you'll fucking be fine. Because he's all been staying in his ice form the whole time because he's afraid if he turns back to human, he'll just have a hole in his body and he'll die instantaneously. But he turned back to human and he was fine. And so it was like this weird moment. But that's when Emma Frost was Generation X and more of a good guy still. Yeah. Um Basically, Emma, in that whole exchange, is like, stop being a fucking bitch. Yeah, you're a fucking <laughs> pussy. Like, yeah. stop being, like, yeah, fucking. But she says it very nicely. Like, she's yeah. very, she's very teacher, like, this is teacher Emma. So she's very patient, yeah. you know. Um, but, but before but, that no, is no, when. No, 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 wait, no, wait, no, wait. But then it was still, since we're talking about that, she also then has demons of his past come and confront him. Yeah. And I am convinced that now that we look back on it, they're probably it probably somewhere in there and it just was not included in the issue. Huh. I'm sure there is one being just like, I'm Angel and you jerked off to me 500 times. Because <laughs> you're like, oh Opal would show up, the dad would show up and he's like, you were never this, you were never that. He's like, leave me alone. Like, I know there's one where it's like, and you're gay. <laughs> and he's like, ah. And then, yes, and Scott's like, and me too. And Hank's like, and me too. We know you jerked <laughs> off thinking about us. Um, um, when he takes Rogue yes. to the dad's house, it's right before he confronts Emma. And there's um, this weird thing of like, I don't really know if they had some kind of close relationship before, but no, they like they go did on not. this like road trip. They hardly together. knew each other. Yeah. So that's what I want to talk about. Why her? You have no relationship with her. And Why her? Number six. You're gonna say it, Brett. Why her? Because <laughs> you can't touch Fucking her. Touch her. You can't touch her. <laughs> <laughs> You bring the girl you're not allowed to touch for other reasons. Gosh. You didn't bring Jean. Your nope. good friend Jean. Um, Rogue says to Bobby, Bobby, I don't want to get personal, but is there anything you want to say? Anything on your mind? Nope. Let's go visit my family. Yep. She's like, oh my God, he's so gay. 
Especially because he made um, that huge gay ice sculpture, ice castle. Ice castle, and it's because his father hated his sand castles when he was a kid. He's like, you little fairy, stop making you art. You little fairy, stop. <laughs> but Bobby's father is like the fucking, even Rogue is like, Jesus Christ, dude, you She's are like, a fucking bigot. Oh yeah, that's, she literally, she was like, I heard you were a veteran and you were this and that, but Bobby never told me you were a bigot. <laughs> he is, I mean, he's as racist as it fucking gets. I know. Good Lord. Um, so back to the Emma um, confrontation where she's like, just fucking turn back to human, you stupid bitch. She takes Opal's form in the whole like yeah. psychic walkthrough. Yeah. And she says, she says, uh, image, I guess that's what we were always about, huh, Bobby? Uh-huh. I was never yes. really yes. your girlfriend. Yes. You never loved me. You just needed me there to make you look good. Yes. And Bobby goes, nice try, not even close. I loved her. She loved me. But um, I was too self-absorbed to recognize a good thing. And Emma's like, okay, girl. <laughs> you, keep, you keep telling yourself that. And okay. that's where the image of, of Warren and Cyclops that you jerked off to us um, <laughs> appeared between panels. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, yep, there's yep. some specific lines where you're just like, ooh, this is now being read in an entirely different way i want to do a little bit of a sideways uh, of a pause real quick sure because um gene gray is the one that outs bobby in the future when they come to the future she's the one that's just like bobby why are you doing this why do you keep talking about girls he's like what do you mean because you're gay she goes come on so i have a question they go back in time do you think do you think it's because? Do you think she only read his mind in the future to know he's gay, or does Jean yeah. Grey? Did Jean Grey not? So when she went back in time, she did it because it seems like when Jean Grey went to the future, she got more ballsy and bold. And so when she went back in the past, did she? Does she not know that Iceman is gay, or does she know Iceman is gay? I don't know. I like. I can go both ways on this. I can be like. It's it's the gene who was raised by an Xavier that said, don't you ever enter someone's mind without permission. Don't you ever do it. But then, I mean, can she turn it off all the time? Wouldn't she have picked up something along the way? Yeah. And then it's like Xavier. Xavier must have known, too. Xavier is probably so grossed out by it. He's probably he's just like, the biggest He's like calling homophobe. Moira, and then he's just like... Oh my god, can we just get to the point where we have Krakoa and like uh do I have to like help this homo? Is it okay if I don't let him come out? And Moria's like, yeah, it's fine. Just, we don't give a shit about him. We don't give a shit. Um so speaking of Iceman and Gene, I want to talk about um X-Men number 46, which is happening around this same time. Uh okay. it's right before Onslaught, in fact. So it's when um it's when Scott Lobdell is writing X-Men with Andy Kubert drawing it. Um, number 46, so you know I hate it. Number 46 is an issue where um, uh, Gambit, Gambit and Bishop go to a, a nightclub together and talk about how Bishop knows Gambit from the future as the witness and, and, and thinks Gambit's the one who betrayed the X-Men. So this is all very leading up to Onslaught. Um, meanwhile... Iceman and Gene are at a bookstore together, just hanging out. Okay. Um, the thing that unites the two stories is that the ex-babies are split up. Half of them are hiding out in the nightclub following Gambit and Bishop, and half of them are in the bookstore 
following Gene and Iceman. They're on the run from these two monsters from Mojoverse. So Iceman and Gene are hanging out, and I want to <laughs> I want to read this scene for you as soon as I get there. Is this Iceman, regular X-Men? This is uh, uh, adjectiveless, yeah. Number 40? Number 46. Yeah, Iceman is wearing um, like these puffy pink pants and like a leather <laughs> jacket with like a cha- like a chain coming down, like a wallet chain coming down off the jacket. Um, they're in a bookstore and like Gene is like sitting on the floor, like all bookstored out. Um, so she's thinking to herself, she's looking for a gift for her niece and nephew. And she's thinking to herself and Bobby all of a sudden he's like, all right, one Earl Grey for Ms. Grey Summers. Thanks, Bobby. What'd you get yourself? Would you believe it? An iced coffee. That's what he says. <laughs> So your thing is that if you order an iced coffee, that makes you gay. <laughs> yes. Gays love iced coffee. Um, anyway, Bobby's like thinking, thinking. He's like, oh, man, I've known Jean forever. Why can't I just ask? Why can't I just get up the courage to, to ask her? Um, and then Jean's like, oh, thanks for coming shopping, Bobby. Scott hates, hates the whole process of shopping. And he's like, well, all guys do, Jean. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I don't mind. So then Bobby says to her, and I only really came because, well, well, you know, right? Close up to Jean, who is sipping tea, (laughs) says, why, Bobby Drake, I have no idea what you're talking about, but finishing a sentence might be a good place to start. And he's like, oh, um, um, well, I just figured, I guess, I mean, well, well, because you're a telepath and all. You know, you just sort of, I don't know, like you just know, right? <laughs> and you're like, is he like, you're reading this, you're like, is he going to come out to her? Because <laughs> that's what this is. Is it originally supposed to be that he has a crush on her? It's that he's afraid Emma Frost is still in his head. And he oh, wants okay. Jean to root around in there carefully. And see if she's still present. Mm-hmm. He's afraid that Emma's still in there. I'm looking at it now. Um, the outfit. This is the gayest outfit I have ever fucking seen. And his, I will say his ass is rocking. His well, ass I mean, looks amazing. Yeah. Even in those puffy pants. Um, Jean, the close-up of Gene sipping the tea going, Bobby, why don't you just spit it out? Like, I, I can't. It's a total coming out scene. Like, you know. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, What is up with this close-up of the Little Mermaid? <laughs> right? What is On that reference? It's the ex-babies are hiding behind it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, gay. Gay, gay, gay. He's fucking gay. I think that probably takes us, uh, I think, to the, the to the the weird run of Nurse Annie and North Star's crush. Oh my God! Yeah, I hated this run so much. I mean, well, this is considered. Who's the writer of this? Chuck Austin? No, no I don't no. think it's Austin. Who was it? I think it's still Scott Lobdell, isn't it? This, um, or is it? No. 
No, because this is isn't. This it's is... it's. Oh my god, no, it's Peter Milligan. Yeah, it's Peter Milligan. Oh, okay. The whole like Salvador Laraca, Peter Milligan, Sentinel Squad One, Val Cooper. Yeah, but it's not um, Decimation. Stacy X yet. That happened already. Oh, so right? that happened already. Yeah. Um. I oh that's the thing is when that so that was where he's still having problems with his powers where he's like turning to ice and shit like that but then he meets this bitch nurse Annie I still don't get what the fuck was and this is like when Polaris turns evil again where she just goes crazy because Havoc leaves her at the altar for Nurse Annie, which makes zero sense. And so she goes crazy. That was Austin, I believe. So that that's a real reason. You get dumped, so you turn crazy evil. So demeaning to women. Yes. Um, But then what is Iceman's relationship with Nurse Annie? Uh, he purports to have a crush on her. Once again, and Havoc is, is mad, the only yes. one. Havoc's the one. Like, he has a crush, but Havoc's the one that actually fucks them. Havoc fucks. Yeah, Iceman's like, but I like you too. But there is this weird scene. Did you read the scene where Iceman reveals his crush? No. So, I mean, not Iceman, uh, uh, North Star. North Star is this, it's this depressing storyline of this kid's mutant powers as he just explodes. Yeah. And North Star is trying to fly him to safety, but then he reveals that he's gay and the kid is like, get off me, you faggot. <laughs> and he like literally jumps, like he pushes him off while he's flying and he's falling to his death. But then he like tries to pick him up. And then the realization that he was gay set him off and made him explode. And he kept on exploding. And then because he kept exploding, it would knock North Star out and he dropped him and he killed him. So it was super depressing. But now oh, North Star was in the hospital and Nurse Annie is taking care of him in the X-Man, like whatever hospital unit, whatever. And then Iceman comes in and he basically has this little like stupid banter with Nurse Annie where they're both like, you know, hate, like I hate you, but I like you kind of talk. Mm-hmm. And as he walks away, she turns to North Star and she's just like, what's up with you? You usually never shut up. Why are you so quiet? And then he just stares at her and he, she's like, what was it because of Bobby? And then yeah. he, and then it just cuts to a base of him being like, oh, and she's like, what? She's like, you like Bobby? And I remember and this. And then he yes. just goes, he goes, you can't tell him. And oh. then she's like, well, I thought you had better taste than that. Oh. So, yeah. So it's so, th- and that was never really. Well, until. Until uh, his death. Wolverine, his death at the hands of Wolverine during Enemy of the State, um, which would lead to North Star coming back as a, a brainwashed hand assassin. Um, but when North Star was dead. Why did uh, Wolverine have to kill him? Wolverine was brainwashed by the hand. Oh, the okay. hand brainwashed Wolverine into be an assassin. Okay. Uh, and he attacked the X-Men oh, and right. killed North Star. Oh, that's right. Because that's the thing that happens to Wolverine every five issues. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so there's an, there's a crazy scene where it's in, a, it's in a Wolverine solo book, Wolverine number 26. Um, Bobby Polaris and Danny Moonstar are um, basically at S.H.I.E.L.D. And they're looking at North Star's corpse. Um, 
And they're like, well, what should we say? What should we do? Like, they're just kind of standing there. And Bobby says, uh, I don't know, say a prayer. I just feel a little hypocritical. He and I weren't exactly the best of friends. Danny Moonstar. He actually thought a lot about you, Bobby. Have you seen his will? He asked if you could read one of the prayers at his funeral. Naked. Bobby. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> Bobby, seriously? Lorna, absolutely. He used to talk about you all the time. Bobby Drake then changes the subject. No, it'd been cool if he turned to ice. He was in ice form oh. um, during this during this exchange, but so I think there's a I think there's a real Bobby Drake Jean Paul Bobier love story out there. I don't understand why they're not letting them two be together. It's because they right. don't want to let them get to North Star. Needs to have his husband die. Refrigerate him. His husband needs to die. Refrigerate him so he can be with Iceman. <laughs> yes. Or at least Dakin in this upcoming X-Factor I, run. I mean, I, there are seeds of a North Star Iceman true love here. I don't know. I'd like to... I mean, there could be if we do it, if if we make it so. There's, there's canon. There's precedent. Yeah. He wanted Bobby to read a prayer at his will, at his funeral? Yeah. And then let's cut to how they acted towards each other in um, uh, extermin- uh, um, Extremists. Yeah. Leo- in Age of X-Men. How North Star absolutely had a crush on Bobby. Yeah. I want them together. Bobby and John Paul together at last. So let's around the happen. same time... Let's make it happen. Around the same time of this whole, you know, Polaris nonsense and and Bobby and, and, and North Star's dead. Um, this is all right before House of M. Right. And Decimation. Um, there is an issue of X-Men Unlimited that's an Iceman solo story. It's like in the back. And it's Bobby Drake writing a resignation letter to Scott Summers. Um, it's He writes this long, like, I can't do this anymore. I have to try to find a normal life for myself. I have to resign. Uh, and he, it's the whole story is him writing this letter. And then at the very end, he puts it in a drawer. And in this drawer are hundreds of resignation letters. And it's revealed that Bobby writes a resignation letter to Scott every night and then never gives it to him. Oh, only half of them are resignation letters. The other half were coming out letters. <laughs> but I mean, to establish that Bobby Drake is somebody who cannot commit to making a big decision is supporting fact number nine. Well, which leads to House of M. He Yes! He thinks he's depowered. He thinks he's depowered. And it turns out he's not. He just has no self-esteem. <laughs> he was so 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 who is the one who fixes him yet again? Emma Frost. And she says you were so afraid of losing your powers that you subconsciously cut yourself off. What else is Bobby subconsciously cutting himself off from? He really is good at separating and segmenting off parts of his life. 
Yeah, I know the type. Now, around this time is when um, Iceman had a solo series. And in it, Opal um, requests that Iceman come and visit him because they have a son together. And the son is sick because of genetic things. And it's basically like, oh, because because he's a mutant. And and Bobby is just uh, basically it turns out that the person who's like trying to fix the son is actually a bad guy. And he's actually been holding Opal hostage and she just lured him there. And he has to save the son. He has to save Opal and beat the bad guy. And then it's all happening in Hong Kong. And it just bothers me that she's Japanese. And then it's like, oh, I have to go visit her in Hong Kong. I don't know. That just seemed weird to me. Yeah, I know. Anyway, whatever. Um, But here's the weird thing. At the end, she's like, and, you know, I just... I need to tell you, you're like, you know, the child really isn't yours. I just felt if I told you that it was just my kid that you wouldn't come. And then he he she's doing this like on a video phone thing and he hangs up and he just says to himself, oh, Opal, I knew he wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah. Because he never, never. was able to, f- <laughs> even if they tried, he knew like, Bitch, I know I never came in you. <laughs> he probably faked he probably faked his orgasm. Yeah, he spit He's on her like, back. Oh. She's like, Did you come? He's like, Yeah, totally. He just spit on her back. <laughs> like <laughs> pulled out and spit on her back. What is that from? What Joan is that Rivers. From? That's Joan Rivers. <laughs> oh my god. I think it was like a Tom Cruise joke or something. Anyway. Oh, yeah. um, Anyway, I just found that pressing of where it's just like he's never he's never had sex with a woman. No, no, never. Um, except I think maybe the closest he's come. And this is but uh, but is with someone called Mystique. <laughs> yes. And all I'm going to say is by the time they were having sex, I will guarantee you Mystique wasn't a woman. Oh, Absolutely. Mystique was not a woman. But here's the most depressing thing is that she was just doing it to put like nanites in him or antibodies in him so that it would suppress his powers. Yeah. Poor thing. Poor thing. Um, But they did have an odd kind of love affair um, during Rogue's team. Uh, Where I believe this is where Northstar actually comes back as an assassin, right? Doesn't he attack them? Yeah, at one point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Bobby and Mystique, like, they have this weird sex thing going on that's completely not real. Um, well, for for him, it's more real. But I guess for him, it's not real. But I think maybe the reason he's attracted to Mystique is he knows that she can turn into a dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the only person you will have sex with is someone that can actually turn into a man? Hello? Hello? Cloud? And somebody who's just, Cloud like, dominant. much? cloud much mystique much mystique is dominant Mm -hmm. you know she's certainly a top like she's major femme top energy yeah um she's no terry sue bottoms (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh so that's also it's just like the women that he chooses he either gets these meek women where he doesn't have to do anything. He gets women that he can't touch. He gets women that turn into men. Like it's all very fucked up, which yeah. leads to, we're going to get into the part where then I feel it gets to 
where it all kind of comes to a head before he comes out. His last hurrah into dating women is he tries to date Kitty Pride. Yes, who is also a bisexual. (laughs) A woman who is so damaged by the breakup of Colossus, he knows that she doesn't want to have sex. Yeah. Also, the first kiss, he just has one of his golems kiss her in Wolverine and the X-Men. Their yeah. first kiss isn't even really him kissing her. It's not even him. Yeah. Yeah. They go on a date um, where they try to just kind of ignore the school, ignore superheroing, and they cannot do it. They're at a rooftop dinner. They're ignoring one another. Kitty keeps checking in on the school that she is technically the headmistress of in Wolverine and the X-Men. And Bobby is like, hey, I think I hear sirens. Hmm, looks like they might need a superhero. Like, just finding anything. At least Kitty has something real to worry about. But Bobby's like, oh, I'd rather think about um, I don't, I'm, I'm superheroes than this. Mm-hmm. Than what I'm doing right now. And then they decide to let it go and have a good proper date. And really, they just wind up hanging out as friends. Like, they go help people. They go do, like, meaningful superhero stuff, helping others. They go to Africa, where it's a drought, and he's, you know, they're giving them ice, um, things like that. And then they just kind of go back to the school. I think they exchange, like, a brief kiss, but meh. Yeah. That leads to... Marjorie Liu's run of Astonishing X-Men, starting with Astonishing X-Men 62. Um, Iceman gets a uh, uh, an apocalypse seed put in him. Put in him. And it basically causes every inner demon inside of him to come out. And it also unleashes his powers to the point where he's literally freezing the globe. His powers are so powerful that he's freezing the earth and causing the end of the world. But while that's happening, he goes out on a date with Kitty and then Polaris shows up Uh and she's just like, hey, baby, what's up? And he's like, and she kisses him. And then Kitty's like, what are you kissing him for? She's like, what do you mean? We've been like hanging out and talking. He's like, I've never talked to you. She's like, what do you mean? Like, I have emails, voicemails from you. And then in walks Opal. Hey, what's up? Then in work hey. walks Nurse Annie. And then from across the way, a woman morphs into Mystique and Mystique is peering through. And for some reason, he's now trying to reconnect and address the demons. And then it keeps cutting to him in therapy, talking about how he hates himself and he can't confront the true self. And it isn't until like two episodes later that when he turns to look at the therapist, it's another Bobby. And so this is all just in his head. Uh-huh. And it's him basically turning evil. And because he and he starts trying to kidnap all of the women and take them. And just reading this, it's, it's literally Kitty goes to talk to Wolverine about it. And she's like, I don't know what is going on with him. And he's like, well, you two together? And she's like, I don't know. Like, we hang out, but like... We don't really do anything. It's like, it's just kind of like, it's nothing like it was like with Colossus. Like with Colossus, I know he loves me. Like I know he felt this. But Iceman, it's just like, he's just like, whatever. And then it cuts to Iceman, like standing behind, like listening to all of it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like it's so clearly like he's, he never loved any of these women. 
he just used all of these women mm-hmm. and in he was so he's so ashamed with himself he turns into a monster kitty pride finally re- uses her phasing power pulls out the seed mystique then takes it eats it then they have to fight mystique she pulls out the seed from her too and in the end bobby's just kind of like i'm sorry sometimes it's easier just to be to give in and be a monster there's a monster inside me and I like it, and I want to unleash it. The monster is homosexuality. Yes. I mean, not not since Nightmare on Elm Street two <laughs> has <laughs> has it been more clear that the monster inside our char- main character is the homo beast. And just maybe like a couple years later, I think like two three years later, he's full on gay. He's outed. Yeah. Did Did you read his? So we, we know about the conversation with Jean in All New X-Men number 40 where she outs him. But then in Uncanny X-Men number 600, oh, yeah. he finally oh, yeah, has the conversation with himself. So this is the real Iceman. It's great. And that's the thing. You might hate Brian Michael Bendis, but these scenes are real good. I think they're handled very well. What did you like most about um, his conversation with his older self or younger self? Which um, way to look at it. I do. There's many things I like. First of all, I love the ice teardrop hitting the floor. Yeah. It's very powerful where that's where the young Iceman realizes like, oh my God, you are gay and you've hidden it the whole entire time. This whole time. And then how he lashes out at Jean Grey. (laughs) Where he's like, fucking, this is why everyone fucking hates you. And she's like, no, everybody loves me. (laughs) It's true. I will say I kind of miss bratty teen Jean Grey. (laughs) She was pretty fun. Um, but and then I love how it ends with he's like, come on, I just gotta ask you one thing. I mean, Angel, he's so hot, right? And he's just like, oh my <laughs> god, yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just love the. In both scenes, they just use pauses so effectively. Yeah, I just like they just use the panel where the character is saying nothing, yeah. just so effectively. Um, which just makes that comfort like it just makes these moments in older Bobby's head just so it just felt so real. You yeah, just, and you it was were there just with a him. thing where he's like, "You're gonna be mutant and gay." Oh my god, I'm just, like, I can't. Like, it's how just... can we? And uh, and then they have the young Bobby's just like, "Look, I don't know what's going on with you, but I'm gonna be gay." So like, right, and everyone's gonna know. Does does Bobby come? Is there scenes of Bobby coming out to Cyclops and Beast and all of that stuff? I don't or do they just? So. I think they just end up knowing after that. Yeah, yeah, they just okay. kind of move on. Yeah, um, yeah, and that leads us to the final thing, which I think we should talk about, which is the controversial thing. Which for me, it doesn't bother me because it's canon and it's what went. Is the fact of then we have to send young Bobby back in <sighs> the closet? How do you feel about this? Because now young Bobby comes out. He's finally true. He's the one that helps Iceman come out. And now he has to go back in time, lose his memories, and relive that whole life in the closet. I mean, I sort of think we had to. That's my thing. Is like, well, it's people were so angry about it. And I'm just like, but otherwise you disrupt the time continuum. Like, how could you have him then be gay the whole time without disrupting everything? Right. Which I right. would just say, that would be a great what if. 
Yeah. Oh my God. What if, if Iceman oh. came back and still <gasps> came out? And then you could go through all of the X-Men events of how that would have changed everything. And wouldn't you imagine he probably would have had full control of his powers and been the leader. And he probably would have beaten the Death Seed or, or like made the world a wonderful place with it, you know? Yeah. Like, t- turned it into a Life Seed or a Joy Seed, or, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or some dude seed, like... <laughs> Yeah, talking about Iceman getting seated, I mean, it might not be the best topic right now. Or maybe it is. <laughs> I think I have a, like, I wonder, does the public know that Iceman is a gay mutant? More importantly, does Terry Sue Bottoms know? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Terry Sue Bottoms? That's what I tell you right know. now, full on bull dagger. Super <laughs> butch lesbian right now. <laughs> oh baby oh god so what what do you want to see for bobby drake in the future like if you what do you want to see my thing is i am super happy right now with what's going on with him the way he's exploring his powers the fact how he was like manipulating the moisture inside people's bodies he's actually controlling temperature which i like that they're experimenting with him controlling temperature and making it hotter how mm-hmm. he actually has t- full temperature moisture control. And um, I love where things are going with his love life because I'm very interested to find out when when Iceman realizes that Christian kind of had a hand in Kitty's death. Yep. And that's going to lead him to break up with him. I want to know. I also want some kind of resolution with him fucking Pyro. I yes. want, And I want him and Northstar... To get together. I would love a yes. Pyro Dakin North Star Iceman weird love quadrangle thing going on. Qua- yeah. A love rhombus, I guess you rhombus, call it. Rhombus, a parallelogram. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. I want all of those things. I really do. Um, but mostly I want him and North Star together. I know, right? And we don't have much longer to wait. When is the Marauders coming out? May 27th, I think. May 27th. So in two weeks, we can actually talk about comic books again? Oh, my God. Woo! What a dream. What a dream! That means we have one more icons left. That's right. That's right. We should make a count. Um, I have an idea. Okay. I have a suggestion. Give it to me. Um, you ever wonder what would happen if Superman and Batman dated? I haven't. I was always more thinking that Batman and Robin were having sex. Uh, well. But then I guess that's problematic. <laughs> now, we don't have to do this because it's very outside of who we are. But there is an answer to what would happen if Superman and Batman dated. And that answer is you get Apollo and Midnighter. Oh, so you're saying those characters are very similar to if oh, that. They very it, much are. Oh. Did you ever read The Authority? No. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. I think you would really like The Authority. Did you want to talk about next week DC Maybe. gay characters? Maybe. I don't know. What? Uh, who else do we have out there? Ew, there's gay DC characters. I think <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do. Yeah. All right. Um, and I don't think they started as DC, so it counts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. 
Really? You've never read any Apollo and Midnight? Or, oh, I think you're in I'm for a little not treat. Really, I'm not really a DC person. Yeah. I only read a, yeah. I've only read a few things. Well, The Authority was very good. Um, I think you might just like that team just in and of itself. The characters are wonderful. And they're, and they're and awful at the same time. All right. I love that. Yeah. A real bunch of jerks. The Authority. <laughs> um, well, excellent. Okay. So maybe we can look forward to a little Apollo and Midnighter action uh, or something different. If we think of that, if we find, think of something better. Yeah. We, we, we're not beholden to this. We're not beholden. Um, and also we are beholden though, to helping support the comic book industry during these unprecedented times. So um, go rewind to all the stuff we said about the fundraiser. We're doing the coordination with our other uh, podcast friends. Donate. And Remember $2,000. You'll see my penis. That's right. <laughs> Um, final thoughts on Iceman. What did you learn through this journey of ours, Evil Jeff? I learned that, um, you can no prize anything. (laughs) You can retcon anything if you think hard enough. But I will say Brian Michael Bendis did make a wise choice choosing Iceman because there was a rich tapestry of repressed emotions and powers that were just begging for homosexuality Begging. to come flowering out. Yeah. For anyone complaining that Marvel made went and made Iceman a homo, um, read your fucking comic books. Yeah. Marvel had to make Iceman a homo. Because <laughs> otherwise he's just he would be like a foot fetishist or have some other really fucked or up. Something. Weird thing or something. Or yeah, or a pet or a pedo like <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> They they catch him molesting his younger self. Yeah, there was there was something deep and seedy inside Iceman's sexual brain. Thank God it was just he's gay. Yeah. Good Lord, everybody. And you know what? All right. Well, not only is Iceman gay, but so are you, readers. Because guess what? If you <laughs> read comics, well, then that makes you queer. queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.